When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. In this moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C. Hey, I'm back. It's your friend. It's me, Toby. Hey, I want to thank you so much for taking an hour out of your precious life and, and having a talk with me. How about that? How about if we just imagine ourselves in a room... It's just you and me, and we're going to talk about recovery for the next hour. A subject that's near and dear to so many of us. Amen on that. Our show is called In This Moment. And as I said, as the announcer said, I am your host, Toby C. And I may never, I may not be your host forever, but today I am. And this show, I hope and I pray, will will live on at least the message about how important it is to, to stay in the current moment, especially in a world of overstimulation. The end result of this overstimulated world is that we're stressed out. And the stress that so many of us experience causes suffering. And our show is about relieving the suffering that stress and living life one day at a time might bring about. But the most important thing before we settle into the next hour is for us to really calm down and just remember for the next hour or 43 net minutes of listening to me, let's just calm down and be still and pay attention, and pay attention to the subject of recovery. You know, today's subject is going to be overcoming a bad attitude. How about that? A bad attitude. You know, maybe, maybe someone you know has a bad attitude. Maybe you have a bad attitude. I can guarantee you, I am recovering from a bad attitude and all I have today is a daily reprieve from a bad attitude which is contingent upon the maintenance of my spiritual condition by the way I want to let you know that during our program we're going to be talking about the subject of of having a bad attitude and overcoming a bad attitude and throughout the program we're going to illuminate the problem of the bad attitude And then, of course, we're going to move into the solution of overcoming a bad attitude. And we may be referencing throughout this show little nuggets of timeless and universal wisdom from two recovery publications that are very popular. One is the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. That was first published in 1939. And the sister publication, the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, which came out roughly 15 years later. And... While we may, you may hear the word alcoholic and alcoholism, our show really is tailored to anybody who's suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body. And maybe that's you, or maybe it's somebody that you, you love and somebody that you, you're concerned with. 
And I can't think of of a better subject than a bad attitude in recovery because so many of us come into recovery just absolutely beaten down. And it seems um, quite often the result of our beatdown is a result of a defective relationship with other people. And the result is that we move into isolation and solitude as a safety mechanism to cope with the hurt and the harm that we've experienced in our relationships with other, other people. So I want to tell you that the first thing, the first step toward successful recovery, and even before you illuminate the problem and find the solution, whether it's a bad attitude or something else, the important thing is to come out of isolation. To come out of isolation, to join the human race again, the most important thing is to practice calm and unity because so many of us suffer a bad attitude in a world of disappointment and in a world of overstimulation and mania and overactivity and overstimulation. It's time to calm down. And the way to calm down is to come back into recovery. And I mention this every show, and, and, and it's the same message. Recovery begins by coming out of isolation. And I don't care what your problem is, what you're suffering from, there's over 212-step programs throughout the world in touching every malady you can imagine. Get on the Internet and type in what you're suffering from and find a recovery group and participate. Find what I refer to and the big book refers to as a kinship of common suffering. Find a group of like-minded people. And there's something about participating in a group meeting, hopefully daily, if not at least weekly, that one will experience something called unity. You cannot help but experience unity when you participate in group therapy. You don't even have to say anything. Just be there and feel the energy and the love of the unity. And there's something also that happens in the group when we come out of isolation and we rejoin the group, the group of, of humanity, is we experience this sense of calm, this peace of knowing that together we can accomplish what we seemingly could not do alone. And it does. It happens in the group. And by the way, I always mention the God particle. In the 12-step program in recovery, I'm convinced, is you and me finding a power greater than ourselves, a God of our understanding, a higher power. It is essential. And I have experienced, and I know countless people who have experienced this connection with a God of their understanding by having the willingness and the courage to rejoin the people program, to get back into group, no matter what. And lo and behold, for many of us, a God of our understanding speaks to us through the group. 
we hear the God of our understanding speak to us through other people in the group. And as we develop relationships with people in the group, we find that people somehow mysteriously are in the right place at the right time for us. And that's where it happens. You know, I talk about this program does endorse the 12-step program. There's no question about it. And many people, if you ask them what the 12 steps are, they can rattle the 12 steps off all day long. But I'm here to tell you that the 12 steps are a group of principles, spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life, can expel an obsession and enable the sufferer to become happily and usefully whole, no matter what your obsession is. And these principles that we discover are discovered in the group. And the practice of these principles that we practice as a way of life are practiced within the group. And that's where it happens. And by the way, there may be 12 steps in the 12-step method of recovery, but there are three solid, undisputable parts to the 12-step method of recovery. Part one, trust God. Part two, clean house. And part three, the final most important and most often overlooked part, help others. You can do this, but it starts with calm and unity and definitely, definitely changing our message. You know, having a cluttered brain gets in the way of deep and agile thinking. We can't really think of anything deep and agile because when we're distracted in this world of overstimulation, there's something about distraction that closes the mind. And we become very narrow-minded. And the narrow mind is a one-way ticket to a bad attitude. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Like I said, the first thing, if you're going to overcome anything, including a bad attitude, you have to illuminate it and really put the spotlight on it and look at what a bad attitude is for what it is. And we're going to be taking a thorough look inside and outside the 12-step program of what a bad attitude is. For then and only then can we really change it and overcome it and outgrow it and eliminate it and end it once and for all. Page 417, when I stopped living in the problem, the bad attitude, and started living in the answer problem went away. The problem doesn't minimize or lessen. The problem will be removed for you. And that's what happens in the miracle of the 12-step program. And it happens by opening the mind. And the mind can only be opened when we calm down. And we calm down when we join the group, the human race, the kinship of common suffering. That's when recovery really starts. A clearer mind affords a fuller experience. We're going to be talking about the things that get in the way of a fuller experience and a clearer mind. It's called distractions. It's called life. And for many of us, it can be just summarized into one word. It's called denial. But we're going to be looking at that very, very thoroughly. And like I said, you can't 
overcome a problem until you really illuminate it. And then and only then can you move toward the solution. It's a wonderful topic. We don't have any guests. We don't have any call-ins. You just got me, Toby C. I'm not here to lecture you. I'm here to just talk to you one-on-one about one of my favorite topics in recovery, overcoming a bad attitude. Only here on In This Moment. moment with Toby C continues now well a bad attitude hmm well what is a bad attitude it's pretty hard to define a bad attitude how about this and a bad attitude is a negative attitude let's just call it what it is bad is negative negative is just bad energy you know, if you want to get along with people, have a good attitude. If you want to be in conflict with people, have a bad attitude. It's probably the biggest problem with a bad attitude is the, uh, the damage that, that this type of vibration inflicts upon those about us. It just is. Let's, kind of, let's, look, let's keep an open mind for a minute and let's look at what a bad attitude might be. I've got a few examples of, of ideas, if you're open-minded, to what a bad attitude might be. The real problems with a bad attitude. A bad attitude tends to go hand-in-hand hand with passive-aggressive behavior and sarcasm. How about that? A bad attitude is a defensive mechanism. It says... No. It says no. The simple answer about a bad attitude is that it is an attitude that is bad for you. The, the definition of a bad attitude is an attitude that is bad for you. By that they mean an attitude that undermines your mental and physical health and those of others within your circle. that ring a bell? How about this? A bad attitude means to disagree with the person who has authority in a particular situation. Battle cry of every two-year-old, you're not the boss of me. That sound familiar? So a bad attitude, meaning to disagree with the person who has authority in a particular situation. And that goes back to that passive-aggressive view. It's just, it's, it's unhealthy behavior. It's extreme behavior. 
it's behavior that's going to lead to a one-way ticket to others. Is it not? The worst part about a bad attitude is if you get right down to it, if you get into recovery and if you calm down and if you put your hand on the hand of the man and you clean house, you're going to discover that your bad attitude or the bad attitude of those about you who have affected your life was rooted in fear. There's the deal, see? Fear. You know, sometimes we think fear ought to be classed with stealing. Causes more damage. You know, the chief activator of our defects, the chief activator of our bad attitude has been self-centered fear. Primarily fear that we would lose something we already possessed or would fail to get something we demanded. I mean, there it is. You know, the big book and its sister publication, The Twelve and Twelve, again, they're the nuggets within these two publication, these nuggets of recovery are timeless and universal wisdom. They fit. They fit 85 years ago when they were written, and they fit today. You know, recovery is all about a bad attitude. Recovery is all about finally growing up and outgrowing our instinctual needs. I think I, I read somewhere, I forget where it was, I'm pretty sure it's in the big book, they refer to the recovering alcoholic or drug addict as King Baby. You ever seen a 40-year-old with a, a rattle and a pacifier hooked up to a bottle of tequila? So it is a fear. It's a bad attitude. And let me tell you something, probably one of the worst problems with the bad attitude, and we're talking about the problem, is it hurts other people. If the bad attitude is just self-destructive and we killed ourselves, that would be one thing. But it isn't, for with it there goes the annihilation of all worthwhile things in life. It affects all whose lives are touched by the sufferer. That's the real damage and the real problem of a bad attitude. A bad attitude, man, is driven by a hundred forms of fear. Self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. It is selfish. And don't think for a minute a bad attitude is not the most inconsiderate, selfish, self-centered emotion. And it's steeped in self-pity. And we step on the toes of our fellows, and they retaliate. So how about that for a problem with bad attitude? A bad attitude... In summary, is just it's a negative energy. It's a one-way ticket to suffering. A bad attitude is a message to your fellow man that you're suffering. A bad attitude is a fear, and fear is contagious. And there's people that don't want to be around fear, and they move away from fear. So if you can't figure out why you with your bad attitude are alone, that might have something to do with it. But I'm here to tell you, just because somebody else has a bad attitude doesn't mean you've got to participate in that bad attitude, see? Because there is a solution. And the solution for overcoming a bad attitude is not to 
to mimic and reflect the bad attitude that's coming toward you, but to do something different with this bad attitude. To stop this suffering, to stop this fear, to stop this extreme behavior, to stop this anger, to stop this conflict, to stop this denial and this control and this destruction. There's a way to overcome that. And it's called the solution. And that's what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be now talking about the solution. The solution, first and foremost, is about the open mind. See, in the open mind, only through the open mind and the calm spirit can we open up the heart. And the open heart is where we can now absorb another person's bad attitude and turn it into something beneficial for us and the sufferer. The solution for a bad attitude when we return on In This Moment with Toby C. This moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. Okay, so where else are you going to find somebody who's going to tell you how to overcome a bad attitude? Right here. And I'm going to tell you the best way to overcome a bad attitude is to open your mind. This is right there in the 12 and 12. In step two, the chapter step two in the 12 steps and 12 traditions, it says right at the very end, all you truly need is an open mind. And before you open your mind, my friend, you're going to need to calm down and practice a little unity. And I said that in the first segment about how important it is to get into a meeting and, and stop this candlelight dinner for one. You know, that's over. That's the deal. You know, how do we overcome? I think one of the best ways to overcome our own bad attitude is for us to be able to cope with the bad attitude of another person. So let's start there. As I mentioned, once you calm down because you got back into the group, the kinship of common suffering, once you calm down because you put your hand on the hand of the man, and you trusted the process, and you cleaned house thoroughly, and you got all the answers to why. Once you calm down, then you can start to really understand and be at peace with the negative energy that's coming at you then you're going to be able to do something called open your heart. And the calm, open mind will enable you to soften your hard, cold, closed heart. And your, your heart is going to open. 
and all this negative energy and all this negative attitude and all this bad attitude, you're going to be able to, to absorb it. And don't you ever close your heart to the sufferer. And if you learn how to keep your mind open and your heart open and you never push the sufferer out of your heart because you realize that they might be suffering like you, if not worse, then you've made it. Then you really truly understand that the way to overcome your malady is to be there to help somebody else overcome their malady. See, that's how it works. You gotta give it away in order to keep it. You know, we, it's a full circle deal. That's what happens. Let me give you a couple of examples of overcoming a bad attitude. And I'm gonna read them to you and I'm gonna parlay them to, to things that are in recovery in the big book. How about this for overcoming a bad attitude? Make a list of the things for which you are thankful. You should do this at least once a day. It will help you focus on things to be appreciated and with practice, you will find many things to be thankful for. That's gratitude, my friend. And you better believe it. We're gonna circle back in a minute and talk about gratitude. How about this for another way to overcome a bad attitude? Try to find something positive in every situation. Even a bad situation can be positive if you learned from it. And yes, going through difficult times does build character. Well, what they're talking about is willingness in the imagination. To try to find something positive in every situation is about the open mind and being willing and pointing the imagination toward the right objective. You better believe it. Here's another one for overcoming a bad attitude. Work hard on not complaining. Try to say something positive and see the good in people and situations. Well, what they're talking about is discipline. Work hard on not complaining. It takes practice. If you have a lifetime of being a complainer, and all of a sudden you've had a paradigm shift because you calmed down and cleaned house and you've trusted God now, this new behavior is not going to come easy. It takes discipline and it takes hard work at not complaining, but you can do it. A couple more. How about this? Try to let troubles roll off you like water off a duck's back. They're talking about self-realization. They're talking about realizing that only you can change your attitude. Your attitude is no one's fault but your own. And so let's stop blaming people, you know, for our problems. I think Dr. Peck said, you know, the world is full of neurotics who blame the entire world's woes on themselves and people with character disorders who blame all of their woes on the world. We're not going to talk about codependency and self-realization right now, but we are going to talk about gratitude. Gratitude is a one-way ticket to recovery from a bad attitude. And let me tell you something. There's, some, there's a magnetic appeal to people who are grateful. Remember I mentioned if you have a bad attitude, it's a people repellent. 
if you can't understand why you don't get along with people and you're having trouble getting along with yourself, it might have something to do with your attitude. People who are grateful, they just, they attract people. They're, they have this calm about them. All you need to do is pay attention to your inner and outer experience in the present moment without judgment and just be so thankful for what you have. One of my favorite prayers was commonly referred to as the gratitude prayer. It was at the ABC Recovery Center in Indio, California, and I was there a little over 20 years ago, and I remember this prayer so well. It was in the luncheon room that also served as the meeting room. And the prayer went like this. God, if I can't have the things that I want, please help me to want the things that I have today. And that's the deal. If you want to overcome a bad attitude, it is very much about staying in the present moment and being so grateful for what we have. I'm going to give you a few other examples of things to contemplate when overcoming a bad attitude. And again, it has so much to do with the open mind. Remember, whoever is labeling someone else's attitude as being a bad attitude might be using it as a set of filters unique to them, see? So what may be a bad attitude to one person may be perfectly normal behavior to another person. Be careful about labeling people with a bad attitude. You know, when we label people with a bad attitude, we set them apart from, the, from us. It serves to distance that person from us. It says that there's something wrong with you. Amen on that. Something else to consider. Anything that does not hurt someone is a good attitude. Anything intentional that does hurt someone is a bad attitude. And what they're talking about is being acutely aware. This awareness of our behavior and our treatment of other people. Remember the, in order to overcome denial, denial that our bad attitude, our negative energy is really hurting and harming people, we must be aware of our attitude towards others. If nothing else, this attitude is a bad message. People who profess and act out and behave and live a bad attitude are bad messengers. It's a bad message. It's a bad message to those people about us. It's a bad message to the sufferer. And the only way to overcome the bad attitude that's buried in the bad message, once again, is to come in to the people program and to calm down and to clean house and to change your message 
to change your message. And I mentioned this before. The best way to overcome a bad attitude is to be there and be healthy in mind, body, and spirit so we can change the message of somebody else. I'm not going to say that we can change a person's bad attitude, although I do believe that we can. You know, if fear is contagious, I do believe calm is contagious. You better believe it. Burn into the consciousness of every man that he can get better regardless of anyone. There's the message. I don't know about you. I go to a 7 a.m. meeting every single day. And the name of my meeting is called the Attitude Adjustment. Isn't that interesting? And yes, it is a meeting for um, alcoholism, but it could be a meeting for any type of extreme behavior. But what they say in their preamble for this meeting is that this meeting is not dedicated so much toward not drinking as it is toward developing the appropriate attitude for living this particular day successfully. See, an attitude and a good attitude is the way to overcome a bad attitude, and it takes discipline, and it is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. I don't know about you, but I can't, I just can't wake up every morning with a good attitude. I can tell you this, thank God I've been delivered from this, the insanity of no man's land, and I got to the other side, and that's where I want to stay. At least I don't wake up every morning like it's another episode of Survivor. Okay, I can wake up with some peace and some calm, but do I wake up with a great attitude? Not always. But I'll tell you what I do, even in the midst of my sleep and, and my bad attitude sometimes, is I, I get ready for the day, and I prepare myself, and I clean up, and I shower and shave, and I get ready to present myself to the world, and I drag myself over to Fellowship Hall, and I sit in my seat at 6.55 all the way down. And for the next hour between 7 and 7.55, I never leave that seat. And I listen. And I practice being still. And there's something about listening and practicing being still. It calms me down. And it's a form of practicing gratitude. It's a full-on gratitude ritual. It's my ritual. I heard it once, and I know it's somewhere in this book called The Daily Reflections, which is a, a daily meditation book, very popular here in recovery. I think it comes out in the fall. And it said something to the effect of this, that the main ingredient of recovery is gratitude. See, if you, if you haven't just had the tar kicked out of you by whatever your, your disease or your malady is, and if you haven't been given the gift of desperation, it's probably going to be very difficult for you to experience 
something called gratitude and it all starts there and so many one of the cruelest things you can tell someone who's suffering is maybe you haven't suffered enough maybe you need to go out there and do it a little bit more and what they're saying is they hope that you get the gift of desperation the gift of desperation Ah, the gift of desperation when we come back we're going to be doing the imagination exercises only here on In This Moment with Toby C. In This Moment with Toby C. continues now. Well, I hope you've gotten something out of overcoming a bad attitude. Isn't it simple? The best way to overcome a bad attitude is to help somebody else overcome a bad attitude. Well, you know, better, you know, easier said than done. I'll tell you, here's the deal. Recovery is the people program. Recovery is the people program. And I'm telling you, I don't care what you're suffering from. If it's a bad attitude or alcohol abuse or the needle in the spoon or compulsive shopping or gambling or sex or food, whatever, come into recovery and don't depend on a support group. Become part of the support group. Become part of the support group. A couple of my favorite quotes come out of the 12 and 12. And this kind of summarizes what recovery is all about for me. And I hope that you can find this type of passion in recovery. But it talks about the man or woman coming in the door. You know, they're our primary focus. You know, when we can take the focus off ourselves and put the focus on somebody else, and I don't care if it's helping them come overcome a bad attitude or helping them overcome blowing their head off, that's where recovery really starts. Let me read you a couple things out of the, out of the 12 and 12. Tradition 7, page 161. Despite these misgivings, we had to recognize the fact that AA had to function. Meeting places cost something to save whole areas from turmoil. Small offices had to be set up, telephones installed, and a few times secretaries hired. Over many protests, these things were accomplished. We saw that if they weren't, here it comes, the man coming in the door couldn't get a break. It's about giving the man who's coming in the door a break. And on Tradition 8 on page 169, it says it right there again. She was not professionalizing 12-step work. She was just making it possible. She was helping to give the man coming in the door the break he ought to have. That's the deal. You know, stop this, 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 this overt, unnecessary, passive-aggressive behavior. Call it whatever you want. Call it love. Call it giving our fellow man a break. But here's where we're going with this. I want you to imagine not only, not only are you going to get better this time. You know, if you've got a bad attitude because you're stuck in no man's land or you're stuck in the revolving door of recovery, I want you to think that this could very well be the very last time you have to do this because you're going to get it this time. You're going to get it because... I'm going to give you the memo of recovery. Get a sponsor and trust God and clean house 
because the main function of sponsorship is to prepare you, yes, you, to become a sponsor. So if nobody gave you that memo yet, Toby C., right here on In This Moment, gave you the memo, your purpose of trusting God and cleaning house is to fit yourself to be of maximum service to God and those about you. You're going to become a sponsor. Not only are you going to become a sponsor, you're going to overcome a bad attitude and you are going to be uniquely helpful to other people overcoming their bad attitude, whatever their disease and affliction is. And by the way, your experience of how you got that monkey off your back and how you're keeping that monkey off your back one day at a time is going to be uniquely helpful to that sufferer. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that you're going to be able to do something that psychiatrists and family therapists and physicians and Ph.D. doctorates, they can't do. But you can do it. You can do it because you are going to carry a message that's going to be uniquely beneficial to this sufferer. And I'm telling you, it's going to be an experience you will not want to miss. See, because the whole purpose of calming down and cleaning house and serving others is to witness the miracle of recovery, to see people recover, to watch people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you, to have a host of friends. This is an experience you must not miss. We know you will not want to miss it. Frequent contact with the newcomer and with each other is going to be the bright spot of your life. See, if you think the party's over, no. The party's just begun, my friend. You may have been at the wrong party. See, your bad attitude about recovering this whole new life that you're getting ready to, this journey that you're getting ready to embark upon, it's, it's the party you should have been at all along. It's called the God party. See, only God could and would appear sought. Someday, and hopefully someday soon, when you calm down and you put your hand on the hand of the man and trust God, you're going to understand that that there is only one who has all power, and that one is God. And he's going to relieve you of your suffering, and you're going to be calmed down. And guess what? You're going to be so sober and so calm and so serene that God is going to use you as a channel to speak to another suffering human being and help that person. And you're going to be so calm and sober and serene that God is going to use you as a guardian angel and he's going to place you in the right place at the right time for another person. And you are going to be in such harmony with your creator. It'll be an experience you must not miss. I hope you've really gotten something out of our show today. I mean, recovery is so, so simple, but it's not easy. 
a lifetime of, of fear-driven, self-centered, bad attitudes do not change overnight. But they can, and they will, if you're open-minded and you're willing to trust the process. I'm your friend, Toby C. Thank you again so much for spending the past hour with me. And I've got a lot more programming and recovery subjects for us to discuss. You just got to stick around and, and be open-minded. And don't forget this. You're going to be a great messenger. It's a ministry. I hate to use that word. It sounds very religious, but... You're going to be a wonderful minister of hope and recovery. And it's going to change the attitude of countless people around you. God bless you. Until next time, this is your friend Toby C. on In This Moment.